We welcome you back into the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition. It is episode number three, recapping Tuesday's activities at the Guardians Spring Training site in Goodyear, Arizona, a home game against the San Diego Padres. A little bit later on in our show, we will hear from Guardians utility man Ernie Clement, who made his major league debut a year ago and has been really impressive in the first couple of games of the spring as he tries to earn a spot on the ball club once again. Good day yesterday in Goodyear as the Guardians took on the San Diego Padres and they won the ball game 6-1. As you know, scores don't always mean a whole lot. But uh, the good stuff from the game offensively, Jose Ramirez, first home run of the spring. Yu Chang, two hits, a couple of runs driven in. Oscar Mercado, a couple of hits, including a pair of doubles. So some good stuff at the plate for the Guardians. And then Zach Plezak and Tristan McKenzie were impressive on the mound, both with a pair of shutout innings as they begin their tune-ups in exhibition games heading toward the regular season. After the game, Guardians manager Terry Francona talked about it. Compared to yesterday, the pitching was pretty good. Well, you know what? I mean, what a difference a day makes. That was that was a fun game to watch. You know, the, we obviously pitched much better, but just to watch the way we ran the bases, um, Oscar, uh, Straw, you know, take we gotta play like that. That's the way we're gonna have to to win. So I really like that. That got me fired up. You know, when it's this early in camp, what do you really look for to make sure for with your starters to just make sure they're making that progression that you guys are hoping for? It's, it's a little more difficult than in the past because well, you know that's all I need. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like in the past, you know, like if like please act or whoever yesterday. You'd be like, oh, you know, we got six, five weeks to go. Well, we don't. We still have to remember that it's their first time out. But we also know that we got to kind of get it together quicker or it's going to cost us games. So we try to balance it. How nice to see Tristan come out and have to go back out there to keep going. Anytime one of our guys has to go back out there, things went okay. That's a, and he, I thought his life on his. Not only his fastball, but his slider was terrific. And I thought Plezak threw some good breaking balls. Just, you know, again, he, there's a little traffic. That's okay, too. Chang's continues to swing the bat. Yeah, good for him. It's, it's, I hope, I hope his, as his confidence grows and he knows he belongs, some of his tools will start to show kind of like they were the second half last year because there's a lot in there, man. Jose gets a... Uh, I mean, obviously not a surprise. Yeah, but still, it's fine. I don't care when it is. It's nice. To, it's fun to watch. Rather talk about today than yesterday, <laughs> any day. I don't care what month it is. And you're talking about Straw going to second on that. That's the way. That's what we've been talking about all spring. And I thought Oscar did a great job. Because Oscar could come out of the box. Nobody would have thought another thing out of it. It's a base hit to left field. And he put his head down and thinking double. That's what we're going to have to do. That's Guardians manager Terry Francona. Well, one of the things that he'll be working through in the remaining days of spring training is the makeup of the roster. Last year, Ernie Clement earned a spot on the roster as the season progressed. He was up and down a couple of times, but for the most part, spent the season in the major leagues and had a good first major league season, showed the ability to play most of the spots on the infield, was steady at the plate, at times spectacular defensively, and we have seen that so far in the early spring games. We had a chance to visit with Ernie last week, and here's how things went. 
you look at last year, you had a chance to, to get up in the big leagues and, and uh, be a part of this for a little bit. When you get done with the season and look back on it, um, what do you think? Like, what was your impression of, of everything that happened for you? Yeah, it was a really cool opportunity. I, uh, I had a ton of fun. I got to play with uh, you know some of the best baseball players in the world, and um, you know I, I get to help the team win a little bit, which was really cool. So uh, you know I just had a blast, and uh, I, you know I tried to take advantage of that opportunity the best I could. I'm sure any spring you're trying to get to the highest level possible, but at this time a year ago. Could you have thought that, that that would have happened and and just based on maybe what was ahead of you or, or anything like that? Yeah, it's great. I think, you know, about a year ago I was getting sent down to, to minor league camp at this time. So, um, you know, I, I just continued to work and, you know, I kind of kept my head down and, and went about my business. But, <clears throat> you know, like I said, it was just a really cool opportunity. And, um, you know, at, at this point last year I, I didn't quite know it was going to happen. So um, when I got that opportunity and I got that call, it was it was really cool. What did you learn, you think, the most of, of your time in the major leagues that, that could help you this spring and, and into the future? Yeah, I, I just learned that I can play up there. I, I, I think, uh, you know, as time went on and as I got a little bit more comfortable up there, I, uh, I kind of realized, you know, what my role was and, and what I needed to do to, to help the team win. So, um, you know, I think now I have a little bit better understanding of, you know, how good guys are up there and, and you know, how smart the players are up there as well. So, um, you know, I think... You know, moving forward, hopefully I can get another opportunity to uh, you know try and help the team win because I think I'll, I'll be a little bit better off. Uh, you mentioned you learned that you could play up here, and, and <clears> that <throat> sounds simple. Like, of course you you know you made the major leagues, of course you can play up here. But is it that much different than than what you were used to coming up? That that there really are a lot of things that go into being a successful major leaguer. Yeah, I think taking care of the, the small things and the, the details and the fundamentals go a long way when you're up there because everybody is so talented. Um, and, you know, I, I've always tried to play the game the right way. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a testament to the coaches I've had in the past. Um, my, my dad, you know, people who have, have helped me along the way, uh, they, they've taught me to, to play the game the right way and, and really, you know, take pride in the little things. And, you know, that, that really helped me last year a little bit. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm really excited. Circling back, how much of an influence was your dad, and what did he help you with as you were getting older in the game? He's the best coach I've ever had. So, uh, you know, I, I can't thank him enough. He, he taught me, you know, how to play baseball and, um, more importantly, how to, how to go about life. And, you know, baseball and life are, are such a – it's such an easy metaphor to make because they, they both uh, have a lot of the similarities and, and just kind of how you go about your business. So, um, you know, I, I can't thank him enough. Off season that we talked to Owen Miller a little bit earlier, uh, you guys are a rarity in that you spend your off seasons in a cold weather spot. You're up near Rochester, New York, that area. Uh, how do you stay on routine and do the things that you need to do to be ready to play baseball in the spring in a cold weather spot like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to go back and see the family. Um, you know, I've had numerous friends and, and family back home that I still keep in touch with, so it's always really nice to go back there and, and see them. But um, you know, in the off season, we still have a job to do, and we have to, you know, stay ready to go. So, um, I have some awesome resources who have who have helped me along the way. Um, back home, uh, you know, I got a good indoor facility where I can take ground balls, hit in the cage. Um, the talent in Rochester, New York, the baseball talent is getting a lot better. Um, so there's a lot of guys that are, you know, throwing live. So I'm, I'm able to, to stand in sometimes on their bullpens, or, you know, if they want me to hit, I'll 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 swing the bat a little bit, but. 
um, it's really good until I can, you know, get out to Arizona or Florida or wherever that may be that, that I can actually be outside. Um, but I have plenty of resources and, and those people have helped me a lot along the way. Why do you think the talent's getting better there? I, I think, uh, I think social media is helping a lot. I think, um, more and more travel teams are coming about, uh, in that area to where, you know, they can now go play tournaments down in Florida. They can now go play tournaments like in Arizona, wherever the, the weather's a little bit better, they're able to play year round now. So that, that's helping a lot. Um, and then in the summers, which is when I play baseball pretty much, that was really, you know, I played like for like four months out of the year. Um, you know, they're, they're competing with these teams from Texas and Florida and Arizona and all the big baseball hotspots. So um, I think the talent's always been there. I think it's just really hard to get exposure up in Rochester, New York, when you're only playing, you know, three months out of the year. So I think now that that's becoming a possibility, guys are, you know, developing a little bit faster and, and becoming really, uh, really good baseball players. Cleveland's obviously a good football town. Uh, fans love their Browns. Um, you are a Bills fan. What's it like being a member of the Bills Mafia? And, and do you consider yourself part of that? I do. I'm, I'm definitely in the Bills Mafia. Um, and I have been my entire life. So I'm proud to say that because, you know, we've had, we've had quite a few downs. And to finally be, you know, one of the best teams in the league, it, it feels great. And you know, you get through that, you weather the storm of, of the 2000s, and now we're back. We're back on top. we got we got to win a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, it feels really good to be, to be good again and have something to root for because, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's so cool to see because it's such a, it's such a cool community. You know, the, the Buffalo Bills, it's not like a normal big city franchise. So it's, it's really cool because we have a lot of uh, – a lot of people from Rochester and Buffalo and Syracuse and upstate New York, they, we, all, we all can come together and, and root for that, that common ground, so it's, it's awesome. And you got to go to one game this year. Might have been the worst weather game in the NFL this season. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, so I went, to the, I went to the Patriots-Bills game on Monday night in 40-degree winds or 40-mile-an-hour winds. It was like 10 degrees. And I had like 20 layers on with a big bathrobe over my Josh Allen jersey. And the Patriots threw the ball three times and won the game. So it just goes to show like you, you couldn't kick the ball, you couldn't throw the ball. Um, and I think, honestly, that's the only way the Patriots could beat us. <laughs> the weather had to, had to influence that because when we saw them in the playoffs, we kicked their butts. So. And on the plus side, you make it through a night like that. Any game in April in Detroit or Cleveland, you should be fine, right? I've been playing baseball in the snow my whole life, so I, I, I embrace it. I, you know, I try to give the other guys some tips on, you know, you can always take layers off, dress a little bit warmer, have some hand warmers on tap, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, hey, you're back here in, in the clubhouse, and it seems like there's a, there's a good group of, of younger players, kind of like yourself, really trying to make their mark in the major leagues. What's it like going in that clubhouse <clears throat> in that environment with some veterans sprinkled in, too? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, the veterans that we do have are awesome, and, and like last year, they helped us out a ton, and you know, it was just really fun to, to get to know them. And then <clears throat> we have all those guys that kind of came up together or you know, recently came over that are kind of the same age and you know, kind of in the same spot in, in their baseball career. So we can all kind of work together and, and go at it together, and it, it makes it a lot more fun. That's utility man Ernie Clement trying to make this Guardians roster coming out of spring training. And uh, he certainly uh, certainly showed a lot last year and 
has shown a lot so far in the early days of spring training. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. Episode number three is in the books. Today, Wednesday, the Guardians are in Glendale to take on the Dodgers. How about this pitching matchup? Yes, it's exhibition play and first start for both. But it's Shane Bieber against Clayton Kershaw, a pair of former Cy Young Award winners. That should be fun, at least at the start up in Glendale, as both teams now, teams throughout baseball, getting their regulars in there on a more regular basis. So that's at 4.05. You can hear it on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Thanks, as always, going out to Bart Swain and Austin Controllis from Indians PR. Until next time, I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks so much for downloading and tuning in to the Rosie Report.